I love your pastors, Amy and Sean. Don't you? You are blessed. They are, they are beautiful people, just beautiful people on the outside and the inside. And I was here about five or six years ago, we figured out. How many of you were here when I was here before? Wow, it's great. To, and all of you have never been here when I was here? Raise your hand. Wow, it's good to meet you. Good to see you. Y'all look beautiful today. You look awesome. And, you know, my, my love language is uh, words of affirmation, too. So we'll have to encourage each other after a while. Thank you. Thank you. She said, <laughs> anyway, well, I just love the, the fact that you have the theme of arise. I love that scripture in Isaiah 60. Is it 60? 60. I always get that in 61 mixed up. But arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. And I just declare right here at the beginning that your light is coming. I know some of you may be in really dark times right now. You may be going through some hard challenges. But God is saying it is time for you to arise. It is time. My light is shining on you. My my glory is up on you. And you are coming out of the very thing that you're in right now. How many of you are going through some challenges right now? Did you know what you're going through is temporary? If you'll just remember that. Jesus, uh, the, the Bible says in Psalm 23... Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You notice that God didn't say you were going to die in the valley. You're going to be defeated in the valley. He said you're going to walk through the valley. And he's going to be, bring you through just stronger, more determined, with more confidence. Amen. I have that in my spirit this morning that God wants to really develop some confidence in you. He wants you to be confident of who you are. He wants you to be confident that you're his child and confident, as, as Pastor Amy talked about, that you can be used by God. I love what you said. Everyone is called to help someone else. And that is when we're the most fulfilled, when we help somebody else. You know, I think about that scripture. It goes along with the rise, and it's uh, Proverbs 24, uh, 16. And it says, though the righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. Though the righteous woman falls seven times, she rises again. And you know that scripture just tells us right off, we're going to fall. We're going we're gonna to make mistakes. We're going to miss it. We're going to go through some junk in life. But the sign of a mature woman of God, the sign of a mature man of God, is that they dust themselves off, get back up, and keep moving forward. And so the enemy would like to keep you down and remain where you are. You know, you're not worthy to move forward. You're not worthy to go to to do what God has called you to do. But God said, no, if you're going to be mature, you're going to get back up. You're going to realize that you're a child of the Most High God and that he has great plans for your life. Amen. You know, Amy told you that I was, I was healed as a baby, and I told my whole story last time, and I won't go over that, but just to remind you, those of you who are new, I was born with a crippling disease similar to cerebral palsy, and the doctor said I would never walk or talk. My parents had been taught that healing was no longer for today, but my, God, my dad began to just get into the Word of God for himself, and he found out that Jesus is a healer. And so they prayed for me just in their newfound faith, and it didn't happen overnight, but God completely healed me. Within a few months, I began to change, and my muscles began to work, and, and by the time I was one-year-old, I was completely healed. And so you see that the plan of the enemy was to keep me from doing what God had called me to do. And, and that's what the, the enemy does. God has a plan for us, but Satan also has a plan for us. And that's what we have to recognize. Don't blame God for the things that uh, Satan is doing in your life. 
Listen, you have power over all the power of the enemy. And Satan's plans do not have to be fulfilled in your life. But you, ha- you have to wake up to that fact. Sometimes you just have to shake yourself and wake up to the fact that this is not God holding me down. This is not God in my misery. God is the one that wants to help me. Amen. He wants to bring me out. And uh, so anyway, what you're going through is temporary. I went through a, an unwanted divorce when I was in my early 20s. Man, I, all I wanted to do is be married, have kids, and be a pastor's wife. But through just unusual circumstances, my husband ended up divorcing me within two years. And I was so down and disappointed and disheartened and thought I, I was just totally disqualified from being in the ministry. But how many of you know God doesn't think like that? And so God just restored my life. He healed my broken heart. I had such rejection in my life. And that's another thing I feel like in my spirit that the Lord wants to root out today is any spirit of rejection that you might have in your life. Because how many of you know when things come against us, we feel rejected as women. And so, uh, you know, I felt that way, but God healed me. And through the whole process, you know, God gave me a new and improved husband this time. My husband, Kevin, and I have been married for going on 28 years. And so he's the COO of Lakewood. Amen. And um, we have three kids. I have uh, twin girls that are... Uh, 19 going on 20 in their second year of college, and I have a 16-year-old son, just to let you know about ourselves. But I say all that to say that God is a restorer. God knows how to, to give you double for your trouble. And he's such, uh, he's such a good God. And he will take the very thing that you're going through, and he'll use it to catapult it into your destiny. Amen. And so I want you to be encouraged with that today. If you want to, we're going to just uh, talk about some things today. And I want you to turn in your Bible to John fifteen sixteen. And uh, I, think, I think we'll just pray first. Let's just pray and ask God to just do a work in our hearts. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for the opportunity to come together as women of God. And thank you for the men that are here. And, Father, you know every need, every need. And, Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that today you will meet their needs and you will speak to their hearts and you will encourage them and you will lift them up in their spirits and in their countenance. And I thank you, Father, we declare that very scripture, Father, that today is their day to arise. Today is their day to get back up for the glory of the Lord is upon them. And Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing them out of hurt, out of rejection, out of pain. I thank you for bringing them out of the challenges that they are in right now. And Father, I pray and declare peace over them. I declare that they're coming into a joy, such a joy that they've never even experienced before. I thank you that you're just rising up, bubbling up out of them. Jesus, you were filled with joy by the Holy Spirit, and I thank you for filling your women with joy by the Holy Spirit. We invite you, Father, to speak to us. We invite you, Lord Jesus, to touch our hearts today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Are you ready for the word of God? You know, um, we'll read in John 15, 16 after a while, but for 15 years, I drove my dad's Lexus car. Uh, it, he, he passed away, and that car was given to me. I loved it. I loved that it was my dad. I called it the anointed car. And so uh, 
you know, I always thought of him when I was in it, but it was this amazing car. You know, Alexis is a great car, but there was just one problem. I, I drove that car for seven years without realizing that there were, were some, uh, things about that car that would have helped me. And one of them was, uh, I could not get the headrest to move. And, you know, it was set for my dad's height, but I needed it to come down. And so I tried to move it with my hands, and, you know, then I'd just give up. One time I actually stopped, pulled over to the side of the road, put the car in park. I turned around on my knees, and I started banging that thing down because I just wanted to get it down. It was hitting me in the wrong way. Seven years that happened. Well, one day when I was trying to set my seat uh, in a different position, I, I hit something, and I heard this zzz. And I turned around, it was my headrest was moving. And I found out that there was a special button to move my headrest. And I was so excited. And I thought, for seven years, I guess I should have read the manual. And there was another, there was another thing about it, too, that I found out after I got my manual out. But anyway, if I would have taken the time to read the manual, I would have found out that I, could, I, I had this power button that would adjust it, I would have been enjoying my car a lot more. You see, my car was fully equipped. I just didn't know it. And so that's what happens with us many times. You see, we are fully equipped as women of God. We are fully equipped as believers. And we have to realize that God has equipped us with everything we need for life and godliness. He has equipped you with everything you need to raise your kids. He has equipped you with everything you need to fulfill your purpose. But sometimes we don't realize it. You have to know that you're fully loaded by God. Amen? And he has equipped you for to live a life of purpose and influence. And this is where I want you to get your, your confidence up today, that God has equipped you to live a life of purpose and influence. Why don't you say that with me, purpose and influence? Say this, I am a person of purpose and influence. Do you believe that today? You are wired for greatness. You are wired for victory. You're not a lemon, you're a Lexus. <laughs> You're a top-of-the-line model, a masterpiece by God himself. And, you know, so many times, like I felt years ago when I went through that divorce, you feel like you're not good enough. You feel like you're lacking. Sometimes we have this gnawing feeling, there's just something wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but I'm not like other people. There's something wrong with me. But those are the lies of the enemy. Sometimes people try to place those lies on us. They try to label us. And maybe you have been labeled by someone in your life, a mother or father, a student, a coach or somebody. But let me tell you something. Just because someone spoke those words over you doesn't mean they're the truth. In fact, they're lies, and, and, and God wants to uproot those lies. I know I have, uh, I have believed thoughts before, and, and I just had to realize that I was believing that something that wasn't right, something that wasn't the truth about me. And so I had to let, the, uh, the, let God just bring that up out of me. I had to just declare that that was a lie. Sometimes you have to just say it. You know, when, when that thought comes to you, I'm not good enough, you just need to stop and you say, that is a lie. I am good enough. I'm fully equipped by God. Amen. And so you have to uproot those labels in your life. But it's so important to know what your manual says about you. And that's my whole point. We have to read this manual every day. It is our Christian manual. It's the Word of God. The Word is the mirror. It's, it, actually, it's your true mirror, the Word is. 
You can look into the word of God and find out who you really are. If you're wondering who you are, if you feel lost, let me tell you something. Get into the word of God and find out who you are in Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to tell you a few things about you today, who you are. And the title of my message is this, you're a triple A girl. So if you want to write down a title, it's you're a triple A girl. Now that means that you're appointed, anointed, and approved by God. You see, that's what your manual says. And, and you have to make sure you know what your manual says. And, and so it says that you are appointed by God, you're anointed by God, and you're approved by God. And so let's talk about each one of those things so that you can really get it in your spirit. I want you to leave today with sort of an attitude, <laughs> just an attitude of I am a triple A girl. I'm appointed, I'm anointed, and I'm proved by God. These are, these are three truths that you really need to know deep down in your spirit. And the enemy doesn't want you to know these things. He wants you to, you know, stay down in shame and guilt and condemnation. But God wants to bring a freedom into your life. Say freedom today. I believe that God's going to bring a freedom in your life. And so, anyway, I, I think sometimes, don't you agree that we're guilty of being against ourselves? We talk against ourselves, we talk down to ourselves, and, and we just criticize ourselves, and we even look in the mirror and see what we don't like and see, instead of seeing what we do like. We look at our lives and we see what we don't like about us. And so I want to encourage you today to start being for yourself. Start training yourself to be for yourself. Look in the mirror and don't anymore look at the things that you don't like about yourself. Look at the things that you do like about yourself. Don't allow the enemy to take you down that route because I believe that when you get this revelation in your spirit that it's going to bring you up to a new level of authority and it's going to bring you up to a new level of confidence and maturity. So let's talk about each one. Number one, the Bible says that you are appointed by God. Why don't you say that I'm appointed by God? You see, Jesus said in John fifteen sixteen, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit that will last. You see, God has chosen you. He has appointed you to do his work. And he's appointed you to fulfill your specific purpose for your life. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 3, 5 that says this. The Lord has appointed to each one his or her task. So God appoints you to task in life. He put in you gifts that you can do, you can use to bless people. And not only that, listen to this. God has appointed you to be his ambassador on this earth. The Bible says that we are Christ ambassadors. So everywhere we go, we represent Jesus on this earth. And God has assignments for you to fulfill. I hope you write that in your notes. God has assignments for you to fulfill. He has divine appointments for you. And you can change your world if you'll be willing to accomplish those assignments. If you'll be willing to accomplish those tasks that he, he sets before you. You know, I remember going into the hair salon a few years ago. And I was, uh, it was a salon near my home. I didn't know the girl that was going to work on my hair. And, and she uh, began to just talk, talk, talk. She was a talker. And I had a lot to do. And I had my phone in my hand. And I was just sort of trying to catch up with emails for work. And, and so as she was talking, you know, I learned that, uh, you know, she, was, she moved from a little town in Arkansas. And she moved to come to the big city of Houston because she wanted to see what it's like to live in a big city. To party, in other words. And so as I was working on my emails and partly listening to her, the Holy Spirit just arrested me. And he said, listen to her, listen to her. It's like God was saying, I have an assignment for you. 
And so I just put down my, my phone and I begin to listen to her. And, you know, sometimes one of the greatest things you can do for people is just listen to them. And so I just listened and I listened and I was saying in my spirit, God, what do you want me to do? What is my assignment for this, this lady? And so I had this thought and I knew it was a God thought. I, I had this thought, I need to get her connected with the right people. Now, I knew that was a God thought because I didn't know this girl. And in the natural, I thought, how in the world can I get her connected with the right people? But anyway, I knew it was a God thought. I'm talking about following the assignments that God gives you. And so as she talked, I, and, and finally when she got done, I just said, well, I said, have you found a good church in the Houston area? And she stopped, and she was stunned that I asked her. And she said, no, but when I was in Arkansas, I used to watch that guy named Joel Osteen. And she said, I always wanted to go to his church. I said, I think I can hook you up with that. But I talked to her. I got her connected in church. That woman was my assignment that day. And I just say that to say, sometimes we're so busy. We're so distracted that we forget to look around our environment and say, God, how do you want to use me today? Is there anyone here that I, can, that I can encourage, that I can strengthen, that I can be a blessing to? I'm your ambassador, and I'm on duty. Say, I'm on duty. Not long ago, I was in a national airport, and uh, I was just looking, charging my phone and looking across the way, and there was this sweet lady sitting across the foyer, and she, she and I have just met eyes, and we smiled. And as soon as we smiled at each other, I just felt like the Lord said, go, go sit to her, like... like uh, Philip joined that chariot. I felt like God just said, go, go sit with her. Go, I want to do something in her life. And so I just went over and I said, how you doing? And, and so she began to tell me what she was doing. And I said, uh, she said, what are you doing here? I said, I spoke at a women's conference. And when I said that, uh, she began to tell me all her problems and all that she was going through. And I just listened to her and I looked at her when she was done and I said, you know what? I believe God can help you with all those things. And she started crying, and she said, you're the second person that told me that recently. And I said, well, have you ever accepted Jesus into your life? And she said, no, and my sister's been asking me to, but I just have refused to do it. I said, do you want to do it now? And she said, yes. And right there, we prayed for that lady, and she accepted Jesus. In fact, I thought it was so sweet because this man saw us praying together, and he walked over and began to pray with us. But that day, she got saved. I said, let's go get your sister on the phone and tell her what happened. And she got her on the phone, and we told her, and they were so excited. She didn't, her plane was going. She didn't want to leave. She was so excited. But I say that God wants to use you in ways like that. He has people. They're your assignments, and you can touch them. Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage you to be, uh, start being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. As far as just in your everyday life, get up in the morning and say, God, what do you want me to do today? What do you have for me? I'm available to you. And, and here's another key. Just be aware of your surroundings. You know, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to Starbucks, whatever you do, just sort of stop. Instead of being in a huff and a puff and a rush, just stop and say, God, is there anyone here you need to touch? Can you use me today? That will make such a difference in your life. People ask me all the time, because I like to preach on destiny, they say, how do you fulfill your destiny? What's the key, Lisa? And I just said, do it one day at a time. Just every day, follow God. Every day, be faithful. Every day, get up and say, God, I'm available to you. I know I'm appointed. I know I'm chosen, and I want to do all you call me to do. Amen? Because you, when you begin to do that, God will open doors for you. He will. I, I remember in 2010, I'll never forget, 
I started praying that prayer. God, give me divine appointments. Give me divine connections. Uh, and, and, I, and I just said, I pray that every day and God begin to bring these people into my life. See, when you're aware of that, when you begin to pray that, God begins to uh, bring people in your life. And, it, and all it is is just saying, God, I'm available. You say, well, Lisa, I don't know how to talk to people. Just listen to people. One word can change their life. One word like, can I pray with you about that? You know, God is so good. He'll use you in a great way. So say, I'm appointed by God. I'm going to fulfill my appointments. Put your hand up just a minute. Let's just pray that. Say, God, I make myself available to you. I want to be used by you. I know I'm full of Jesus. I'm your ambassador. And I ask you. I invite you, I give you permission to use me in Jesus' name. And the next year, you're going to see God do mighty, mighty things through you. You're going to see him do my, And that's going to give you such a confidence. And man, when God starts unveiling things like that, no telling what he's going to do with you. Amen? Number two, you are anointed. Say, I'm anointed. 1 John 2.20 and, and verse 27 says, 27 says this. You have received an anointing from the Holy One, and it abides in you permanently. The anointing, when you accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, and you received that anointing. You don't have to pray for the anointing. You are anointed. You are, say, I am anointed. You see, whether you feel like it or not, you are anointed. Believe me, sometimes I get up to preach, and I do not feel anointed, but I know I am anointed. Sometimes I do feel more anointed at times. But it doesn't matter what I feel. I know I'm anointed by God. I know I'm anointed to preach and teach the word of God. And so you don't have to necessarily pray for that anointing. You are anointed. It's a state of being for the believer. Say, I'm anointed. See, the anointing is not something that comes on you every once in a while. You are a container of God's power. See, the anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, giving you the power you need to fulfill your destiny. And it's not hard to understand. I I like to put it this way. The anointing is God's grace working in you. It is his power, strength, and ability working in you by the Holy Spirit. You see, the, the, the Holy Spirit will help you in every season of your life. In every day of your life, he is your helper. Amen. He is your counselor. He is your intercessor. He is your advocate. The Bible says, gives him a name. He's even your standby. He just stands by to help you. And so you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Think of it this way. What you don't have, God will give you. And what you can't do, God will enable you to do. See, that's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, the first time I ever preached for my dad, it was in 1985. You know, my dad was a a great minister and pastor and loved by so many people. And we had this church in northeast Houston. And and I had come home after I had been divorced, back home. And I was just really down. But I began to reach out and minister to people who were going through what I went through. It was so interesting because people came up to me and said, Lisa, I'm going through a divorce. I'm separated. Or couples came to me and said, you know, uh, we're struggling in our marriage. Would you pray for us? And so I thought it was so odd that God would use me, you know. And so I began to pray for them. I began to meet with them and, and watch over them. And then I began to teach them what I knew. And we began to do a lot of prayer for our, for our marriages and for families. And so during that time, my dad said to me, he said, Lisa, 
you are, you're teaching out there every Tuesday night. He said, so I want you to preach for me in the main service. Well, I took the challenge, but I did it with fear and trembling. Talk about fear. I was so afraid, but I knew in my spirit, I said yes, but my head said no. Have you ever done that? And so the fear was so strong, and I prepared, and I prepared, and my stomach was in knots. And, and uh, so and when I got up there, my knees were knocking. They were having fellowship with one another, you know. And, and so I was so scared. Listen, I was the one that hated to do reports in school. Did you, you know what I'm talking about? You had to get up and give a book report or do a speech. Oh, I hated to do that. So, but I knew inside of me I was called, and my dad was bringing it out of me. So I got up and... I knew exactly. My first sermon was on Ephesians 6, uh, the armor of God. And so I, I knew what I was preaching. I had my notes, but I got up and said, I said hello, and I began to stumble, just stumble around, not knowing how to get started. And so uh, when I was doing that in my mind, I said, what in the world have I gotten myself into? And when I said that, I just stepped back and sort of said that in my mind. And when I said that, something supernatural happened to me. All of a sudden, I, I think it was a vision. I'll just call it a vision. I was, I was sort of looking at myself from above. I could see myself tr- struggling and trying to preach. And so I, I don't, so I think it was a vision. And so when I said that to the Lord, what have I got myself into? I saw and I felt something go on top of me, almost like a coat and a mantle. And I was looking from above and I saw that go on me. And when that happened to me, I came back into my body and I stepped up and I began to preach with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and with a boldness that I never had before. I was still nervous when I preached, but I was anointed and I knew that. God was showing me that he was anointing me to preach and teach the word of God. And so Man, I didn't tell that. I didn't tell that for years because I thought, you know, it sort of sounds like the twilight zone in a way. But, uh, you know, and, and then it was very personal. And so I just didn't know if I should share that. But about 10 years after that happened, God spoke to me. And he said, I want you to share that vision. Because he said, I, what I did for you is a picture of what I do for all of my children. He said, I anoint them. I equip them with the power of the Holy Spirit to do whatever they're called to do. And so I just, that is just a picture. And God wants you to know, to take that picture and realize that that anointing is upon you to do whatever God has called you to do. Amen. Say, I'm anointed. You know, and the other thing is, like Amy said, you're anointed to help people. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these. Now, if Jesus wants us to do his works, then we need to get busy. And the way we do it is, from, is by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, he, remember when he went into the synagogue, he opened the scroll of Isaiah, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And he closed it and he said, this day, this is fulfilled in your sight. You see, Jesus was saying, I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm anointed is to preach and heal and deliver the oppressed. And so that same anointing is upon you. It's not only for you to enjoy it, it's for you to give out and begin to share the good news and to heal the sick and lay hands on the sick and, and begin to heal the brokenhearted and, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You're anointed to help people. You are a carrier of God's power. 
Think about that. How God entrusts you with his anointing. He entrusts you with his word and with his power. You may not be in full-time ministry, but you're anointed to help people. Everybody is anointed to help people. That's so important. You have the anointing to lead people to the Lord. You have the anointing to, to lay hands on the sick. You have the anointing to take authority over Satan in people's lives and to set them free. Can I have an amen? I remember one time I, was, uh, I went into a, a nail salon, and um, the lady that worked on me, I did not know her at all, and uh, she was new. And so um, she, as we were, she was doing my nails, she began to talk to me, and she said, Lisa, I guess she knew of my family. This is the only way I know. And she said, Lisa, I know y'all must have a prayer list at your church. And I said, we do. And I said, what do you want me to pray for? And she said, well, my sister is young. She has, I think she said, had four children. She's full of cancer. The doctor says it's very serious. They're going to do surgery, and they don't know if she's going to make it. But she said, we're just so down, so uh, disheartened. And she said, I would just wonder if you put her on the prayer list. And I said, yes, I'll definitely put her on the prayer list. And so as she was continuing to do my nails, the Holy Spirit just began to deal with me. I want to do something with her. I want you to pray for her. And so, you know, when you're in a public place, how many of you know you don't want to be crazy and you want to be real careful? And, and so I was just thinking, okay, Lord, how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to do this? And so when she was done, I just said, I said, Tracy, uh, do you mind if I pray for your sister right now? And she says, no, no, you can do that. And so I just pulled up in her ear so nobody else could pray, hear me pray. And I began to pray. But when I began to pray, the Holy Spirit came on me in a strong way. And I began to rebuke that spirit of cancer. And I began to command it to wither and die. And I just prayed so strong. It even surprised me in that setting, you know. And so when I, when I pull back, she says, wow, I never heard anybody pray like that. And I said, well, you know what, Tracy? I believe that your sister is touched by God. And I said, we're going to keep praying for her. Well, anyway, so I obeyed the Holy Spirit. I left. The next time I went in there, it was about three months later. I'm telling you, Tracy knew I was coming, and she met me at the door. She said, Lisa, Lisa, God did a miracle, and I want you to tell everyone about it. And I said, what happened? And she said, my sister went to the hospital for surgery, was laying on the bed. They took the, another set of x-rays. The doctors came in shaking their heads and said, we don't know what happened, but these x-rays say you have cancer, and this x-ray says you have no cancer. God completely healed her. Isn't that awesome? She got up off that surgery table and went home to her kids and has never had a problem. Now, I'm telling you, what you can do with the power of the Holy Spirit is so amazing. And I just want to encourage you to start being more conscious of that anointing and let it flow to you, through you. Do you ever feel like sort of a love and a compassion for somebody? Did you know usually that's the Holy Spirit? My dad used to call it the divine flow of love. If you have a love and a compassion for, towards somebody and it won't go away, that is God speaking to you to do one of two things. Uh, pray for them or call them and encourage them and just say, you've been on my heart. Is there anything I can pray about? The divine, that's the compassion of Jesus. Start being aware of that compassion that is flowing through you and God will use you greatly. Amen. Say, I'm anointed. Okay, here's the third one. Are you ready? You are approved by God. I love talking about this. You are approved by God. Say, I'm approved by God himself. Almighty God, 
He loves me. Yes, he does. 1 Thessalonians 2, 4 says, We speak as men approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. I believe this God not only loves you, he likes you. God likes you. He believes in you. He doesn't see you as a failure. He sees you as a learner. You have to get that in your spirit. He doesn't see you through the eyes of your past, but through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that when he looks at you, he has this big old smile on his face. And he thinks, I, get, I did good on her. I, I really love her. I like her. I did good on her. See, that's the way God thinks about you. He approves of you. Have you, ever see, have you ever seen or used those little approved stamps? Remember a long time ago, you just do that approved stamp? And, um, you know, I got that in my heart. And so I had one of our guys make me a big one so you could see it. <laughs> because I want you to know that you have God's stamp of approval on your life. When he looks at you, it's just like, oh, man, you're approved by me. You know, I can imagine Jesus just walking down the aisle here and saying, Stamp, I approve of you. Amy, I approve of you. Irene, I approve of you. And you know, I can imagine some of you trying to argue with Jesus. No, Jesus, I'm not worthy. No, no, you can't. And you know what he says? Stamp, I approve of you anyway. See, that's the way God is. He approves of you. Doesn't that just want to make you hold your head up high? To think that the almighty almighty God... The creator of the universe, he approves of you. And so what does that mean? Let's talk about that a little bit. What does it mean to be approved by God? Well, one thing it means is that God accepts you just like you are. So he accepts you. You have his blessing upon your life. Ephesians 1, 6 says this, that he made you accepted in Christ. You see, God accepts you weaknesses and all. People may reject you and, and uh, you know, you may feel like, You're rejected, but you just have to let it go and realize that God unconditionally accepts you. You know, I was thinking about something that happened to me. Uh, Years ago when I was in college, I went to Oral Roberts University, and I... uh, the, my freshman year, I applied, my freshman or sophomore year, I applied to be a, um, a chaplain in my dorm. Now, I was sort of shy and timid, but I determined that when I uh, went to college, that I would sort of try to open up and let God use me. And so I applied to be a chaplain. And, and so, you know, it would be for the following year. And, you know, my brother, Paul, he was uh, a chaplain and he became a, a director, spiritual life director. And so they knew him. And after all, I was in Osteen. Everybody knew my dad, you know. And so I thought, you know, I, I, I hope I could get this. But, you know, they had the audacity to decline me. <laughs> and they didn't accept me and they didn't <clears throat> approve of me. And I was not approved because they told me that they didn't think I was qualified to be a chaplain. And they thought I was a little too quiet, a little too shy. And you know what? They were right because I was quiet and I was shy, but I had a desire to do something for God. And so, you know, and God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the appearance. And so I was disappointed, but I just thought, you know, another time I'll just let it go. Well, I went home that summer, had a great summer. And at the end of the summer, I got a phone call from the chaplain's office, and one of the approved chaplains could not return, and they decided that they would ask me if I would come and take her place. And so I said, yes, 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 I will. And so I became a chaplain by default. I was not their first choice, but you know what? I was God's choice. And he made a way when there didn't seem to be a way. And I probably wasn't qualified, but that doesn't matter because I was approved anyway. 
Say, I'm approved anyway. We don't, none of us feel qualified. None of us feel like we're able or ready, but we're approved anyway. And that's when we have to trust the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When you're, when you're approved by God, it means you don't have to seek man's approval. You see, if you're always trying to please people, you will never really fulfill your destiny and your purpose. The main thing is to please God. And he will give you the favor you need with the right people. He will give you the right and the, and the divine connections that you need. Proverbs sixteen seven says this. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Another thing is when you, when you know you're approved by God, you can just be yourself. This is so important, just to be yourself. 2 Corinthians ten twelve. the Apostle Paul said this. He said, we don't dare compare ourselves to other people. How many of you know that it's so tempting to compare ourselves to other people? It, it just is. But do you know God will never anoint you to be someone else? He will only anoint you to be you. And yet many times we look at the strengths of other people and, and we think, man, I don't have that strength. And we put ourselves down. We don't think we measure up. We wish we could be like them. I think about my mom. I have, uh, there's five of us in the family. My mom, we are all in the full-time ministry. But even in our own family, we all have a different style. We all have a different anointing. We're, we all preach and we all teach the word of God. But uh, God works through our personalities. And, you know, uh, Joel is, uh, you know, he's just that conversational type. April's sort of like him in a way. And I'm a little bit more fiery at times. And my mother's real fiery, you know. And, and just we have these different personalities. And I love the way God did that. You know, how he just, he makes us all different. Even within a family, he makes us all different. And so we have to recognize that different is good. Because that's our strength. Someone said to me one time, they said, I wish you'd preach more like Joel. And I just thought, I, I said to him, I don't want to be like Joel. I, I, I don't want to preach like him. I don't want to copy him. I want to be myself. And so I, I, and I, and I had to come to that realization that I'm just going to celebrate who I am. And that's what you have to do. You have to celebrate who you are. Celebrate who God made you to be. God didn't call us to be copycats. He called us to be originals. You are an original. Say, I'm an original. I was preaching one time, and God spoke this through me, and I think it's so powerful. He said this, the most powerful you is the real you. The most powerful you is the real you, the authentic you. You just being yourself. You flowing in your gifts. You flowing, God flowing through you, through your personality. So celebrate the way God made you. Listen, you have God's stamp of approval. Don't ever forget that stamp. You have, say stamp. God approves of me. He likes the way he made you. He approved you for your destiny. And he says, I approve of you. And I just want you to go out today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end in prayer probably. But I want you to go out today knowing I'm a AAA girl. I'm appointed. I'm anointed. And I'm approved. And I'm going to shake off. Any shame I have, I'm going to shake off any condemnation I have. And I'm going to walk in a greater confidence. And I'm going to walk in a greater maturity. And I'm going to allow God to use me. How many of you desire to do that today? Amen.